Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Shift Curriculum Podcast. Um, this is Lexis, and I am here last time ever for last this podcast time. with Jenny. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. Welcome to the Shift Podcast. Oh, this is the first time on a Shift Podcast. I feel a little bit more prepared because I've done core group, but now we're on shift. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's so also crazy wild. that we've made it through a whole entire semester of curriculum at this point. Like I'm like literally blown away that this is our last one. So um, last week I was here with Jeff and we talked a little bit about Mary being called by name by Jesus. And she was like, whoa, this is crazy. You are Jesus. Yeah. And you've risen from the dead. It's a wild time. Who knew this could even happen? Um, and then we also talked a lot about how Thomas doubted Jesus, but how much Jesus has compassion for yeah. the doubts that we have, which is yeah. so beautiful. Um, so that was last week. Yeah. It's a new week. Truly. Jenny, what are we talking about this week? What's the context of what we need to know? Oh, beautiful. We're talking about my one of my favorite stories. Um, just Peter in um, on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus... This is after he's resurrected, obviously, like we've kind of similar to what y'all talked about um, with Thomas, but just like Jesus meeting us where we're at um, and he meets us where we're at with Peter. So this is when um, Jesus is resurrected. Like I already said, they're out on the sea. Um, Peter and some of the disciples are fishing and Jesus from the shore calls to them and says, oh, cash your net on the other side as he does mm-hmm. occasionally. Yep. Um, he's a great fresh fisherman. <laughs> um, <laughs> but once they do that, they can't pull up the fish because of just the sheer amount of fish that they catch. Um, after they have not been able to catch fish yeah, all night long. After they've just, you know, been searching High all the seas <laughs> for any sort of life, you know? Yep. Um, but all the fish just follow Jesus's voice. It's just so cool. Um, and then that's when John realizes that it's Jesus who called to them. Um, and Peter's like, oh my gosh, it's Jesus, you know, and then he jumps out of the boat, maybe, yeah, haphazardly, um, <laughs> swims to shore, uh, to go see his Lord. And Jesus then invites them to come and have a meal with him. So this is the come and have breakfast mm. passage. So it's just really beautiful. That's really sweet. Um, so then as Peter comes on the shore, kind of like walk us through what happens once he's on shore. Yeah. So once he's on shore, um, Jesus kind of this is like the reinstatement of Peter I guess is kind of what it's titled in some in some bibles um yeah cuz we skipped in our curriculum when Peter denies Jesus yes. we don't so, talk about that with our shift groups this yeah, semester yeah so pre this story which is why like this the previous story is so important to this story because um before Jesus is crucified, he tells Peter, like, you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. And Peter's like, no way, Lord, I love you. I'm never going to do that. And then he does. Mm-hmm. Like um, immediately. Yeah, yeah, And <laughs> just like completely forgets about that conversation with Jesus. And it's like, yeah, how often do we actually forget about that stuff too? Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that in this passage, Jesus asked Peter, like, Peter, do you love me? And he asked this question three different times. Um, but the cool thing about this um, passage is just the word love in this is different in the Greek language. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure a lot of people at this point have heard this. This is why like one of this story is so cool to me. Um, It's just because in Greek, there's four different or six different, however you want to view it. (laughs) Lots of scholars disagree. (laughs) Different um, words for love. And Jesus uses the agape and phileo 
phileo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, um, and agape is unconditional love, and phileo is brotherly love. Um, and so when Jesus asks this, Peter then responds like, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, but he responds with phileo love. And mm. so the first two Jesus asks with agape, and then the last one he meets Peter where he's at um, with the phileo love. And I just think it's really cool um, to just see the progression of that, of like, okay, this is where I want you to be, but I'm going to meet you where you are. But like, also know this is where I am leading you mm-hmm. um, to this type of love. And so just in that passage, like after that, and he's just like, you know, like come and have breakfast with me. Like we've, mm-hmm. we've reconciled that. And going back to the story before, um, it is just so key that he asked three different times because it kind of makes up for the three times that Jesus, or that Peter denied Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the Lord gives us these redemption qualities or times mm-hmm. um, every time that we stray away from him. Like he's always going to invite us back into him. And yeah. so in a way really that's sweet. like beyond measure. Like, Oh yeah. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He could have just been like, all right, screw you, Peter. Like, yeah, I'm over it. You denied me. Like, I, I don't want to speak to you again, but yeah. he's like, no, like I'm going to invite you along with all of these the other disciples that were fishing with him, like he could have easily just ignored him and been like, all right, whatever. Like we've got some beef. I'm not talking to you. But now he's like, no, we have some things we need to work out. And he gives Peter that opportunity to reconcile the relationship. And so I think that's really sweet. Man, I I don't even know if we talked about, I don't think we talked about this in the curriculum, but that even just makes me think of like the importance of like reconciling our relationships with each other. Like if you have beef with someone in your shift group, you don't should just, talk to them. Don't just sweep it under the rug. <laughs> yeah. You should talk about it because if you don't talk about it, how are they going to know? For sure. Yeah. That's something that I think is so beautiful about Christian communities that we get to learn how to have conflict with people mm-hmm. and how to reconcile. Like no relationship is ever going to be perfect. You're always going to have conflict. You're always going to have disagreements and learning how to work through those disagreements, I just think is so key and not just running away. I think- yeah. That was like, I mean, literally, I'm in Enneagram 9, if you know the Enneagram. Little peacemaker, (laughs) doesn't like conflict. Um, And the biggest thing that I learned in just being a part of this community at CSF is it's so much better to just have the conversation and work through it than pretend like nothing's happening and just be pissed off all the time. Yeah, and I think... This is something like CSF, especially freshman year, like can seem so perfect. And then when you get to like sophomore, junior, senior year, you see all the flaws. But that's just because like you just romanticize it a lot freshman year and you only see the good parts. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm so on fire. This is so awesome because it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. But just because you start seeing flaws doesn't mean that this is something that you just run away from. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's something I had to work through is, oh, no place is ever going to be perfect. So, I mean, my pastor back home has always said, if you find the perfect church, don't go to it because you'll ruin it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, that's true. (laughs) You're right. And so even just like seeing flaws in people, because ultimately CSF is made of humans. It's Mm -hmm. not just some organization that you can blame everything on. Like there are humans behind it and we all have our flaws. And so- And even just in our friendships, like if the longer you become friends with people, like- 
I don't even know if you all have noticed this, but like when you first become friends with someone, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This is so much better. So wonderful. This is so much better than my like best friend that I've had since I was little because man, like she's got a lot going on there. But like this girl, she's amazing. She has no problem. She always wants to listen to me, all this stuff. And then you become friends with that person for a little bit longer. And it's like, "Mm." so she also has flaws. Yeah. And I have flaws and we all have flaws. Yeah. Yeah, It's just just got to work through those conflicts. And that's a part of growing up. Like I think a lot of that gets handled for us in some ways in high school where we just like bring it to our parents or bring it Mm -hmm. to like an authority figure. But part of growing up is you got to learn how to have hard conversations with people. Yeah. But anyways. That's so good. That was a little tangent. That was bonus. Kind of not what I had prepared for this. (laughs) But honestly, I think it needs to be said. It's really important. But yeah, that's. If you learn nothing else. Learn nothing else. (laughs) Reconcile your relationships, people. (laughs) No, that's awesome. But Jenny, back to the curriculum. Back to... When you were kind of researching or just like when you decided to sign up for this week of curriculum to write, like what was the thing that you're like, this is amazing. This like gets me so pumped. Yeah. So I... When I saw we were doing John, I immediately had to pick this passage because... I mean, she was the first person (laughs) who picked a passage because she was like, I will just say I want John 21. (laughs) I know what I want. (laughs) So my old core group leader, sweet Steph Sherman, now Steph Wakefield, who just had a baby. So sweet. Um, She, This was like her favorite passage. She literally had it like in her kitchen. It was like, come and have breakfast. That's literally her favorite verse. If you ask her that, she will... Mm -hmm. most likely respond. And if not, I want to know why she changed that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was just her favorite passage because like, you know, so much of scripture and so much of Jesus's life is just him eating with other people. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about it in staff. We've talked about it just in other contexts. That's not a right (laughs) context. Other contexts. Yeah. but basically, Jesus is either at a meal, going to a meal, or leaving a meal, and all throughout the Gospels. And so we just see the importance of building community through meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think it's so sweet that, like, in this last kind of moment with Peter and rec- reconciling that relationship, um, he gets to have breakfast with him. And he's just like, oh, let's just, like, share a meal. Like, yeah. we may have had beef, whatever, but, like, we worked it out, and now we get to eat together. And mm-hmm. I think— just having meals with people can just be so intimate. And that's just where you unintentionally build relationships. Yeah, because, it just breaks down barriers. I mean, like, I remember freshman year, let's just like walking through the dorms being like, hey, you want to go to the 90 with me? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And then, like, those just end up being the sweetest moments of meeting random people or just like hanging out. And I think we can see, even at CSF, just the beauty of sharing meals. Like, mm-hmm. it shift. We have a meal every week because we think it's so important yeah. um, to share and just like, eat dinner with people or whatever, because you end up sharing conversations that you never would have had if you were just like taking a walk or like meeting them to study. Like, I don't know. Food just breaks down barriers in ways that other things just can't. I don't know how to describe it other than it has to be the Lord. Yeah. And this is God ordained. Yeah. We see it in scripture. He says, come and have breakfast. So if this is an excuse to have breakfast with your core groups, take it because it's always a fun time to make breakfast or brunch or have a potluck, whatever. Yeah. And weren't you part of like a core group that met for breakfast? Yes. Were you part of that one? Yes, yes, okay. yes. We called ourselves the breakfast club um, <laughs> <laughs> because we were so determined to meet together, but our schedules were just Wacko. insanely wild. We like literally none of us had nights free. Yeah. And so we're like, you know what? What if we did 7 a.m.? And all of us were like, 
that sounds terrible. We don't want to do it, but like <laughs> we love each other. And like, I don't know, these girls just truly pushed me to know Jesus more than any community I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And so we were so committed to our group that we were like, well, okay, we're going to do it. Um, so we met at 7 a.m. every, I think it was Tuesdays, my junior year. Well, it was only one semester because mm-hmm. the next semester we were like, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's it, really try and work it out, guys. It was great, <laughs> but it also took us like, you know, 30 minutes to wake up. Right. And the conversation maybe wasn't as fruitful as it would have been, but honestly still got a lot out of it. And just like through that, got to see everyone's commitment to mm-hmm. showing up to group and showing up to encounter the Lord in a new way. And it's like, okay. We can make sacrifices. We just have to figure out what we're willing to sacrifice. And we yeah. were willing to sacrifice sleep to know the Lord better. And that's awesome. I feel like I have a better disciplined structure to my life because we did that. And mm, it so sucked, sweet. but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's how a lot of things in life are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. No. You got to make some sacrifices and do some hard things. But if it's for the Lord, like it's worth it. It'll work it out. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So then as you're just kind of wrapping up the week and as we are wrapping up the semester, um, what are the things from this passage that are just like, let's put this into our lives. Like, let's be practical about this and like actually use this scripture to inform the way we live. Yeah. I think something to take out of this is just truly invite people into your life. Like Mm -hmm. invite them in ways that you wouldn't really think of. Like, I'm going to the grocery store. Like, I'm going to go eat at this place. Like, just invite people into your daily lives. And I think that that's what true discipleship looks like. Like, when you look at Jesus' life, it wasn't, hey, I'm going to do ministry. It's like, hey, like, we're going to be walking a bunch of miles, and I don't want to walk by myself, so, like, y'all should come with me. Or, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to go fish. You want to come fish with me? Um, so just inviting people into, like, your daily practices of life. Like, yeah grocery shopping, you know, if you need to go run errands, invite people in and just build relationships in that way. Like it, this doesn't have to be like Zach Motes was saying a couple of weeks ago to staff. It doesn't have to be coffee shop discipleship. Like yeah. you can just invite them into your lives to where it doesn't have to be an extra time that you set aside. Like yeah. it is already just integrated into your life. So yeah. And like, even as freshmen, if you're listening to this and you're a freshman, you might be thinking, I'm just a freshman. Yeah. I can't start discipling people because I'm just a freshman. Like that is just a lie, a lie. from the enemy. From the no. pit of hell. Yeah. I mean, you you have so many people around you that are searching for so many things. And freshman year is just so transient. Like you just never know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe sometimes, but like <laughs> you're trying to figure everything out. Everything is all so new. And that is true for your classmates as well. So you get to invite them into so many different things. Yeah. Um, and you can disciple people in your classes, at your work. Like, there's just so many opportunities to do that. And I don't know, take advantage of it. Like, I I wouldn't have believed this my freshman year, but you truly do have so much time freshman year. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because I, I mean, was, Jenny was an engineering major. I was there too. Like, <laughs> I was like, I am never going to have time. Like, if people are saying my life gets busier, like, I don't know where that fits. But truly, like, your life gets busier. But also, your routine falls more into place. Mm-hmm. But freshman year, you just have so much, like, free time. Yeah. It may not seem like that because you're always somewhere. But um, 
just inviting people into I I have said that phrase way too many times, but it is just so it's key. true. It's what and, it's what the scriptures used to do too. The scriptures yeah. used to just say things over and over it, again until you got it. So I mean so bring it you, on. If you heard nothing else, reconcile your relationships and invite people into your life. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny, this has been such a fruitful conversation. I can't wait for our groups to even oh my talk through this yeah. curriculum because I just so think it's so through. sweet. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it has a lot of practical ways that we can put it into our lives. So for I'm really sure. excited. Um, anything else you want to add? I think that's it. I pretty much went on my tangent earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we already talked about reconciling friendships. So, Um, well, guys, it's been a great semester. It's so crazy that we've already finished John. Um, And so we are so excited to start next semester's curriculum when you all get back from winter break. Um, But... What's really cool is that with spring semester curriculum, we just hop into what the whole entire community of CSF is doing. Everybody's doing all the same thing. Yes. So your shift group leaders will be going through this in their core groups, but then we'll also be going through it in shift groups. And so you will get to just connect with everyone in our whole entire ministry over what we're learning every single week in curriculum. Yeah. And you can take what you learned into that curriculum. Yes. It'll just be so sweet. I'm so pumped for everyone. Good. I'm so pumped too. Well, we will see you guys later. Bye.